Hello and welcome to Pub Trotters Pubcast episode 18. Um, we've been doing this for a long time, it doesn't feel like it's 18 years old. But anyway, we are here, uh, well, I say we, sadly it's just me um, for episode 18. I'm in a pub in North Hertfordshire for the first time doing a pod, uh, pub, I'm just going to say podcast. I was saying this to somebody over there, it's so confusing to say podcast. Podcast, there you go, for our podcast number 18. Um, so I'm here today as part of what's going to be a mini series of pubs from North Hertfordshire um, at a beer festival recently where I live in Hitchin. I met the team from North Hearts Camera, um, the campaign for Real Ale, lovely folk and invited to help me sort out and we're going to do four pubs across the region over the next few months. Um, and this is the first one, the first one being um, Garden City Brewery in Letchworth Garden City, um, which we almost moved to actually. It's just up the road from Hitchin, um, UK's first ever Garden City, which um, basically means it had a lot of greenery. Um, they try, it's one of those places that are a bit like um, those sort of films set in the future where everything's perfect, like Equilibrium or like... Um, Blade Runner um, and it's not like that though it's, it's actually a lot it's actually a really cool place I really like it it's, and since we moved to Hitchin it's actually become um, really nice um, better than it was I guess like it's got a lot more trendier and I've got a lot more wanky stuff that let's be frank we all love and enjoy um, so yeah Garden City Brew we're, we're going to talk to um, two people later who are going to talk to us more about the pub I'm currently drinking their clap their standard kind of garden city brewery session ale it's always on tap here I've had it before it is really nice really easy slurp 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 um, yeah I'm not fun um, so sadly I was de- so the whole point of these mini pot these short series is I was supposed to be have a, co- a different co-host from North Hearts camera each time um, I was today Dean uh, a gentleman called Dean who helped set this up was supposed to join but he's off with COVID. Um, just sods low, which is why I'm here on my own. So I'm doing this for a bit on my own. I'm just doing the introduction on my own. I'm currently sat in a corner. Um, you might hear a bit of the hustle and bustle. It's a nice busy Thursday night. Um, in the sense that there's an, all the chairs are taken and yeah, it's great. Um, Again, I've been here before. It's an absolutely gorgeous place. Um, it's got it's it's a brewery. It has. I'm curious to know about its history. I'm wondering if it's been a pub before. Um, I'll have some videos that come of this, but it's just off a main road in Latchworth, and has a lovely beer garden. It's got TVs. They show the flags up. I know they show the Six Nations. They do comedy, art. We'll hear more about it later, I guess. And. Yeah, um, but yeah, what have, what have I been up to? What what's uh, usually this is where we'd ask what have you been up to about pubs and stuff. So I guess some of my highlights was so I was in Athens last week, um, which was amazing as usual. I was there doing my what I'd argue is my day job, which is um, youth worky, mental healthy stuff, and I was but I had the fortunate experience of going to a place called. Um, what was it called? Berlin Bar by Five Drunk Men. On the outskirts of Athens city centre. Um, apparently used to be a proper like German beer bar. Focusing on Pilsners uh, and that sort of beer. Uh, but I met the I met two of the owners. There are five of them. 
um, and they've just turned it into this like craft beer bar with a heavy German focus, which I really like, um, but with beers from other places and a lot of Greek beers as well. It was a lot of fun, really fucking cool. Lovely guys, they um, comped my bill a bit as well, which was, again, just through chatting and talking. I've posted a bunch of stuff on social media about it if you follow us. Um, that's, that was last, this recent month. And then, you know, one of the main things I've, and it's something I did, a, it was probably more than a month ago, but I joined the North Arts crew, uh, North Arts camera crew uh, on a, I can't remember what they call it, they call it like a car share and beer crawl. Uh, so like three or four people will drive their cars around the area t- in order to go to three or four beers, uh, pubs. And the idea being that, you know, the next time they do it, hopefully the other people, will, you, you take it in turns. I've only done it once. Um, I am going to be sober from October onwards for a few months, so I'm going to try and offer my car in order to do that. But that was a lot of fun as well. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of what I've been up to. A lot. Well, too, too excited for what I've been up to last month. Generally, I'm all right. Done a lot of pubs as, as per normal. You can see the Pub Trials Pubcast um, website and uh, Instagram. Not website, fuck it. Take your time, mate. It's weird being here on my own, not gonna lie. I've never done it. I've realised I've done these podcasts on my own in the house during lockdown, but not in person. And this is the first one, I just realised, the first podcast we've done that's in person. So that's incredibly exciting. I'm really excited to talk to people, because uh, talking on my own is a bit weird. Um, but in terms of pub news, we're going to be... Um, so yeah, pub news is usually a section that we do. So pub news, let's have a look. Pub news. So for me, uh, one of the biggest pub news... It's not It's not big pub news. I just think it's worth a note. As you know on this podcast, Brewdog always fucking come up. And the conglomerate that they are. And um, they launched their new Waterloo venue recently at Waterloo. I don't know how far it is from the station, um, but I don't know if you've seen the videos. I've not been, um, but it looks ridiculous. It has a slide and a podcast room. Yes, we are going to try and get a, uh, uh, to do, to run a podcast there. So I don't know, I don't think Brewdog have their own podcast, do they? I don't know, generally don't know. Um, so, uh, but it just does look a bit bonkers. Uh, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, I'm really curious and waiting for videos and stuff of people puking and pissing down the slide. So I think that would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. Fucking assholes like that. Anyway, um, so what else? Uh, pub news. Pub news. Let's have a look at pub news. So I've got a couple, I've got three stories for us all. There's one that I'd say is serious. So I'm going to sandwich the serious story with two. Uh, stories that really don't need to be online. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Pub news. So, uh, in a place called Charlbury, a pub, a popular with David Cameron, uh, risked the wrath of a neighbour with thumping live music event. So this is a story of a pub in Charlbury called the Bull Inn, uh, where a neighbour complained about the music. The pub said they actually only had a cello, a violinist and a guitarist, so I imagine some sort of Irish jig band. Um, and there was a big hoo-ha fights, sort of conversations about uh, there being issues. Um, and, you know, so you had a, a member of the, t- of, of the pub saying, with respect, I would suggest that you are trying to turn Charlby into something it has never been. Certainly in the 27 years I've been living here, 
it's about someone saying the music's too loud. It's it's never been a music place. How dare you play music? That sort of thing. I've just turned the game down a bit. We were a bit loud. Um, but actually, if you look at the history of that that place, they, they've they've had a musical history for years. Um, it's just funny. I think if you if you for me personally, I've got no one to bounce this off. But if you live near a pub, near anything of social kind of involvement, a football stadium, a gig venue, a fucking school, you can't not expect noise. Like fucking get over yourself. Uh, so that's one of the silly stories. Is like, why is that? Is it, is it, that was in the Oxford Mail. So this is a place in Oxford. Um, for you Oxfordtonians. Is that a word? Might be. Okay, the serious story. Of course, um, recording this on the, in September. Cost of living is hitting us all for various reasons. Many, many, many reasons, in fact. Um, and not just at home in our pockets but in our lives um, pubs restaurants music venues sports stadiums are all going to be feeling the pinch that is coming with um, the cost of living crisis and, and bills and energy going up and I, I don't this podcast isn't about that per se but the reason I bring this up is obviously pubs there's a pub called um, Yule Fighting Cox uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's one of around 10 pubs which claim to be the oldest pubs in Britain obviously all fight over that and that's not the point but like this pub is uh, something that survived the civil war uh two world wars and five pandemics and the black death and they're struggling really struggling to um keep it going it's based in st albans um in hertfordshire Helen, uh, my partner's gonna have a go at me for calling it albans not albans it's because i'm not um from england and pronounce a's properly because uh, the albans would be a u anyway um yeah, it's um, they're gonna potentially like given they've they've looked at their um, kind of forecast. That's the word I'm looking for. And they went into administration on in February um, of 2022, but they're trying to come. They've they've opened up again, um, and then this has come up. You know. Um, and they're a really good pub. They've got a really good beer selection. They support local brewers. Also have craft beer, um, and they're saying that their bill is ten times more. So what I will say with that is, please do support your local b- pubs. Do something. And I mean, if you want to just support them broadly, look at campaign for pubs um, website. Uh, just Google it. You'll find them. They're, we've done podcasts with them before. They do fantastic work, specifically making sure that their support and funding is going to independent pubs and not like Carlsberg owned pubs not that they're bad but they have a multi-million company behind them um, and then to finish um, on beer new, pub news we've got a pub food review I mean so please do tweet and hashtag pub trying about like your views on pub food because um, at least for me I, I like pub food when it's done well that being said, when I know where I'm going, I'm not expecting miracles either. Uh, and so there's an article uh, in the Daily Mirror, so I don't know how much I'm reading into it, um, about, uh, so it's called the Roebuck Pub in Preston. Uh, and they talk, uh, someone basically wrote a review on TripAdvisor afterwards stating, um, 
and I had lukewarm teas, a delightful instant coffee and the worst poached eggs I've ever encountered, accompanied by frozen butter and wet toast. My wife's choice was no better. It's a sad day when the highlight of a, is a box of Frosties. The chef, inverted commas, should be ashamed. A real shame. Um, and there's an absolutely disgusting and probably unnecessary and absolutely not the person who posted the post taking a massive bite out of toast. He's got like a really sweaty lip. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> I'll put the link in the chat, uh, in the show notes, but it really is the worst picture I've ever seen. Um, yeah, and I guess the pub's got a general rating of four out of five. Um, I think there's something about reviews that we talk about in the in one of our earlier po- recent podcasts with Yuga um, from Finland about everyone's perspective is different. I don't potentially, I personally don't trust reviews unless there, you know, there's a hundred of them that are all saying it's shit. Um, I think you could argue that, you know, if to call wet toast and frozen butter, you'd be like, just really pissed off that the butter's not at the right softness you want it to be and the toast has just got too much butter on it or not, not, not cooked enough. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so just a silly story. Again, that picture is revolting. Um, the Roebuck looks lovely. Highly recommend go checking it out. Make up your mind yourself. That's why I recommend everyone does this sort of stuff anyway. Um, so that's the news, pub news. Um, yeah, I think biggest takeaway is go and support your pubs. Campaign for pubs, do it. Um, experience of the month, pub pub related. Yeah, I've had. Like in the last month, August. Honestly, Athens was fucking brilliant. But I also think that um, I, what I touched on earlier, the, hanging out with the camera crew was a lot of fun earlier. Earlier as well. Um, what I, I'll give a special shout out then, I guess, to Crossover Blendery. So that's a place in Hertfordshire. Yes, I'm pumping Hertfordshire up. If you want me to come and visit you and do a thing in a pub with you, I'm happy to have anyone be co-host. You don't need experience. Invite me to your pub, maybe pay for my travel, uh, and I'll come. Um, but yeah, the uh, place called Crossover Blendery in Hertfordshire, it's really round the corner from where we live, and it's um, their thing is that they, it's, it's really wanky, but their beers are delicious. Um, so they don't brew beer. They get beer from a, a brewery down the road. Uh, I can't tell you who it is and then what they, but what they, it's what they do to the beer they blend it with uh, fruits of all sorts and they've got beers blended with fruits of like different names so like they they were telling us about how they've got um, oh, this beer is uh, blended with four different types of variety of plum and then they went on to tell us there's actually 200 varieties of plum in the UK do you know that? There you go, pub quiz question for you. How many varieties of plum are there in the UK? I think it's 205, actually, so 205. I imagine if they ask that question in a pub quiz, it'll be uh, within 10. So I'd go for a safe 202. Um, yeah, and that, that was amazing. I did that with the bottle share crew from Hitchin. It was a lot of fun. Um, highly recommend. It's worth the trip. Like, it really is worth the trip. Um, so that's it uh, for this introduction bit with pub news, beer pub news. Um, for the last time, we've got Pub Lovers Corner coming up, uh, where we've got get two guests joining me from um, Garden City Brewery Courtier, 
that's probably not even the right word but um, yeah so join us after the break and we will get involved then to Pub Lovers Corner where I'm uh, very excited to be joined by Holly and Ted at the Garden City Brewery. Welcome. Hello. 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 Um, so excited to have you. This is, I, I realised whilst I was doing my in-person bit, uh, I say in-person bit, the, the, the lonely bit, <laughs> that, um, this is the first time, this is the first one we've done since uh, Covid in person ah. at a pub. Oh wow. Ah, yeah. We're most honoured. Yeah. Um, I was I was reading and I was like, oh, and we have done them. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier, as, as folks know, we've done them over COVID, but yeah. I was like, this is oh, the first wow, time you've been out and about. Yeah. Good. Like it's so exciting. Good. I'm glad you so, came to us. Um, just for the context of everyone listening, Holly, what, what, what's your relationship to the Garden City? Oh, my relationship. It's um, I have a child, but I this is my baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm the owner, and I started the business um, six, seven years ago. Six, seven. We years opened ago. six years ago, but obviously we were working for some time before the doors opened yes. so probably about seven seven and a half years ago we started me and my husband started on this road to start the business um and then yeah we opened in june 16 2016. amazing so That's yeah it seems a long time ago now yeah, yeah absolutely it's so cool <laughs> and ted yourself how what's your relationship with garden city uh, i came in on the second tasting day in the preview day and they haven't been able to get rid of me since yeah <laughs> amazing so perfect yeah. character of the yeah. bar <laughs> a regular here which is fantastic so listeners know I, i've talked about this place and i've been here before I, I don't live in Leshworth, but I have been here plenty of times. It's, it's, it's amazing. Good, good. So, Holly, um, so you mentioned you you, you set this up. Mm. So yeah, yeah, so, crazy what, person. So um, where? Why have you got it? Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Many people. I know. I ask myself that question daily. Um, so we moved to Letchworth um, uh, about two years ago. Uh, sorry, two years before we set the business up, which would have been about nine years ago. Um, and um, had lived in sort of London, St Albans. I'm from Surrey originally, but my husband's from Luton, which is why yeah. we ended up in Letchworth, being quite local. Um, and when we both, you know, love our beer, love love beer festivals, love love pubs. Um, when we moved here, there wasn't really anywhere that we would go for a drink. There was kind of chain pubs, which were fine. There was uh, a couple of other locals, which you know we did like. We used to go there, but there wasn't really anywhere that kind of um, chimed with us with the places that we knew and loved in the bigger cities and even abroad you know yeah, we've been yeah. we traveled to kind of Australia New Zealand seen a lot of brew pubs there and we'd always just had this idea because Nick did some brewing that you know maybe one day maybe. we would do yeah, this yeah, kind yeah. of brew you know wouldn't that be great to have you know a little brew in the back and then sell stuff out the front um, and when we moved to Letchworth, as I said, um, there was a bit of opportunity for us to do this because I'd worked in London for several years. I did kind of marketing, product design. I did a bit of everything, and Nick's got a bit of more of a background in kind of accountancy stuff and, and that side of things. So we we kind of came to Letchworth, I think, at the right time. There was quite a lot of empty properties. It was a town that was very much on the up, but there wasn't really that much going on in this arena yet. So we just kind of got the timing quite, quite right, I think, but we did also work our asses off. <laughs> Um, I will say that but so that was really why we decided to kind of go for it um, and the position that we're in here on the wind has been absolutely the right place for us you know the wind when we first moved here um, was quite a sleepy little little place there wasn't that many units that were taken um, the businesses that were here had been here for several kind of had been here for a while and they'd been very well established but new businesses didn't tend to do that well yeah 
and then we kind of thought, you know, this this place, which had been a kind of all-day cafe, and previous to that, a Thai restaurant, and lots of other kind of incarnations. Yeah. Um, we just thought this is a great place. You know, there's a car park next door, there's a playground over the road. It's a pedestrianised street. It's really charming. This could be it's interesting. An, it's an interesting yeah. building, isn't it? It's um, it's yeah. not like a traditional pub building. It's, no. It's as you say. So the wind is uh, listeners. It's uh, like one of those classic kind of off the main street sort of path, which I did touch on when I was ranting earlier on my own. Um, as it's not somewhere you'd, I guess, do uh, you get much foot traffic? So in the early days, I wouldn't say we got a lot of um, kind of passers by. We had a lot of people coming to us because they knew we were here. Yeah. But certainly in the last two or three years, um, yeah, probably starting about 18 months before the pandemic, there's been, I think, that, you know, the town's got a lot more popular, mm. the whole kind of working out of from London thing, people moving out and out and out. Yeah. And we've had so much more, um, yeah, foot traffic in the last sort of three years. Um, the town has changed a lot, I think. Yes. We've seen that. We've yeah. seen that. And it's been to our benefit and that of, of similar businesses like us that have been, that are still quite young, really, but have, have kind of managed to kind of flourish, really, here with the kind of demographic that's here, you know, young families, people that like to come out for a drink, you know, with their kids as well. We are quite kid-friendly. I have a child myself, so I know having a pint with your four-year-old is not easy. <laughs> so if you can find someone with a playground and, like, you know... <laughs> oh, yeah, we can talk to you a lot about that. <laughs> But you know things like that have been have, have we've we've kind of made that journey with the pub in, in a way um, and and found that you know we we made a good choice really with the the location yeah of the business but um, yeah I think I think we just got it we got it right luckily that's the thing I think I asked that and I know uh, so we almost moved to Letchworth other than uh, instead of oh, honestly and um, <laughs> no it's one of those things I think I, I genuinely think just before COVID. Um, I think we visited here, and for some reason as well, I don't know if any of you are less than Jake fans, but I always think of the song uh, Detroit Rock City when I come to Letchworth. I think, Letchworth! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, I never thought about that myself, but now I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think there's something, we came we came and had beers and some chicken wings at Crafty yeah. as the other week before going to the cinema. We were talking to two residents then about, yeah, this place has definitely changed even in that amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so nice, the amount of promenade streets yeah. uh, and everything, it's it's stunning. Yeah. Uh, Ted, are you from, are you from Letchworth? Moved here when I was 16, spent yeah. some time away and then came back. Okay, so uh, you've, back you've in been here for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's changed drastically. Yeah. Um, and she'll get embarrassed, but it's largely, like, changed in the last few years, I actually lay at the hands of this place. Yeah. Um, it's especially down Too the wind. Too kind, that pint worked yeah. for a bride <laughs> Especially down the wind, because, uh, yeah, yeah um, Holly was saying foot traffic has picked up, but foot traffic has picked up because people have come down here to see this place, and, no, and then other businesses have started to really take off here, so it's actually, um, you should come down tomorrow night, when, because uh, Friday nights, um, Friday nights have turned into a bit of a thing, uh, where like the vegan restaurant just down there, they they open into the evening, and then the the um, the lady up the end who bakes cakes, yeah, she's seen the bakery. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, a she, great business as well. She's yeah, up, lovely uh, She's open late. She they open late on our Friday as well. Amazing. Um, and it's but none of that would have happened if this place wasn't that kind of central hub. I was. Um, uh, Helen won't listen to this, so it doesn't matter. But uh, I, I was advocating for Letchworth. I saw the potential. No, no, I did. I think, I think it's one of those things. I think Hitchin's gorgeous. Always, I say always has been. It was probably at a similar state 
years ago. And yeah. It's literally it's that kind of like um, pressure that slowly moots out of London at the close. It yeah, slowly absolutely. builds up places. I it? think we're in quite a where we are Hitch and Letchworth as well, that kind of, that equidistant between London and Cambridge, Cambridge obviously being such a great city as well, brilliant for pubs. We are in a lovely position really where, you know, as residents we can go either way up the train line or down the train line and go to some good places, or we can stay on our doorstep. But also, Letchworth was a a dry town until, I think, 60 something, wasn't it? 63 or something, I don't know. 63 it was, so the the Broadway Hotel uh, in the centre of town up near the station was the first licensed premises um, wow I did not know that and it was That's amazing yeah because it, it was built it was a model town it was built yes, as, it was the first of the garden city yeah, movement yeah um, which I equated to something out of an equilibrium or blade runner earlier <laughs> well that, that makes it sound way more exciting than it is. no but it's kind of that like um, they try it's one of those Stepford Wife places that they try to set up yeah it? it's like yeah. Oh, this is going to be the perfect yeah. town yeah. Yeah. Where there's going to be greenery, all the sports spaces will be here. Yeah, all the social industry will be here. and stuff somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting to see how that's evolved. I think pros and cons. I think yeah, yeah. that's a whole other subject. But um, the, the, yeah. I mean, the, the founders of the town didn't really, they didn't really mind whether it was dry or not. Yeah. But, um, they because it was it, it's this idea of a town that was run by the populace. They had a, they had a vote. Uh, I think it was every year from when they started, or it's like every but few every years. Every year they were just like, like should we from keep it dry? Yeah, nineteen oh seven. Yeah, nineteen oh seven to nineteen sixty three. I didn't know that, Ted. Yeah. I mean, when we did our business um, business case and um, and all that to get funding and to yeah. get go aheads from our landlords and things like that, we obviously did quite a lot of research <clears throat> into that. And one thing that we picked up on was that Ebenezer Howard, who was the founder of the Garden City, everyone quotes and knows that unusual name, was that he wasn't against drinking, he was against drunkenness. Now, I think, okay. obviously to a certain point of view, I think we'd all agree with that, as much yeah. as we like to kind of get merry. Um, so I think that's also something that's quite an interesting <laughs> kind of splitting of hairs that no, that's then a, led to something else. That's a fantastic ideology, yeah. right? Yeah, that kind yeah. Of it arcs back to the idea of trying trying to balance our alcohol and uh, yeah, be aware yeah, of that. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that's such a cool story. I love I love stories like that, as <laughs> listeners will know. Um, <laughs> that yeah. So we're currently drinking in a former dry city, and I feel like a massive rebel. <laughs> well, it's quite nice because there's not actually that many kind of hostelries still yeah. in this town. Mm-hmm. Like again, when we when we did our research back in sort of 2015, 16. For the population, there was an you know there was even fewer pubs obviously before we opened. Yeah. Mm. Um, and you look at something compared you know comparable to Hitchin, where the populations are actually very similar. Yeah. And obviously Hitchin's riddled with pubs historically and for whatever else other reasons. Um, so actually we we're still quite fortunate I think in I that think we're, it, I, we haven't I got that it, many pubs in the town. I but. think it didn't hurt the original the original residents that we're sandwiched between. Hitchin and Bulldog, which are both two, uh, both two old market and coaching mm. towns. Mm. Yeah, so um, pubs. With, with yeah, Bulldog, great pubs as well. And yeah, then yeah. all the little Classic villages pubs. that surround Letchworth had pubs as well. So yeah, uh, yeah. I think the people who lived in, yeah, I think there's no shortage of of people drinking in Letchworth. Uh, but yeah, uh, apparently it took till. Uh, I think it was 1963. It's yeah. written on the it's written on the side of the building in the Broadway Hotel because they were they're quite rightly proud of That's being the, the first. I, I I haven't been there. It's mm. um yeah. So I guess and it comes back to my I was going to ask yourself a question, Ted, about so what you've been here for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
have pubs come and gone? Has it? Um, how is it? St- how is it stabilised? Is it pub like now, or is it? Uh, let's think. When I first moved here, there was. I don't need a, numbers, but like like just town, a general theory, town, I guess. Town centre, there were yeah. some like, housing estates around that had, yeah. had their own pubs, and yeah. those actually are long gone yeah. now. The housing yeah. estate mm. pubs in, across the country have just shut down. Um, yeah. But um, in terms of... Pubs. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's a term I might need to pick up on for a later podcast. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with them. No, 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 but it makes me think of the pubs yeah. I went to when I was 15. Um, yeah, sorry, Mum and Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, so, uh, in terms of an actual public house, there was the Broadway, yeah. uh, Broadway, uh, yeah. the Broadway Hotel, yeah. which was a hotel bar, and then there was the Arena Tavern. Yeah. Um, which is still going. Which yeah. is still yeah, going. Yeah. Um, and I think they were the only two when I first moved here. Um, Gosh, yeah. you were pre Weatherspoons and, yeah. and everything else. Wow. So wow, okay. since then, there's yeah, been. If you, I, I, I don't know how old you are, but if you were here when you were 16, I imagine that was. I'm going to take a stab in the dark here. Mid to late 90s. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, was going to go for late 90s, early 2000s. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he says quickly revising his. <laughs> no, 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 it's trying to say. I'm saying it. Yeah. Sounds not too distant from yeah. But yeah, yeah there's. Uh, we're, all, so, we're all of the same generation. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and the rest of the places you could get a drink. Well, in the town centre, there were some scattered around the, the edges mm-hmm. of town. Um, there is still, uh, and, and some of those still exist. There's the one that I still think of as the World's End because it was the World's End in the film. Ah, um, uh, yeah, of course, of course. That's the other interesting thing about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember. I, I, I think always, it's, yeah, it's, it's the Wilbury. I always um, forget that was filmed here, yeah, yeah. which is. Mm. That and well in, yeah. I haven't watched it since learning that either. No. I, I need to because then I'll be like, oh yeah, I know. My husband made me watch it again when we moved here and I was like, oh no, it hasn't got any better. <laughs> yeah, it's sadly not one of Simon Pegg's best films. Um, it's one of those, it's, it, felt, it felt like, very, it feels very much not to, we're not a film pod. Uh, <laughs> it does feel like a, oh, I need to do a trilogy or just whap out another one. Yeah. Um, it's not quite good for our geekery, I suppose. Yeah. Um, amazing. And so, so yeah, we'd, we've now got, a, there's, you know, Weatherspoons opened up, uh, we had what was the hogshead that's now the platform, there was one uh, over where there's a Chinese buffet, that used to be a pub as well, um, and that's gone, that was huge, a huge, oh, really? huge pub, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it was quite interesting because at the same time that we opened, Crafties, who were up a couple of streets away from us on the high street, were also kind of preparing to open oh, wow. we were kind of a bit like cousins in that way in that we were kind of who's going to get there first I think we, I think we were kind of unaware of each other until we both were like oh there's two kind of like yeah. little yeah. weird places yeah. opening and obviously in, in the early days you're kind of not sure how that dynamic's going to work but yeah. I have are to say are we going to be competitive or are we going to be friends yeah and, but I have to yeah. say it's, it's, it's worked brilliantly because they sort of specialise on, on keg beers and cans and and, beers, and we are more of a real ale place and obviously we brew so actually it's a, and we always said actually look you know having more places in a town is better than having fewer places because yeah, people, people won't go to Hitch and Orville, that they'll don't, come don't to Lexworth yeah. exactly and so that's that's actually very much become no, true I, 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 as a fan of that place as well I think you're both very different yeah. actually in what you do and what you serve and the, the venue the vibe is again very different yeah, yeah. I, I think it kind of it kind of works together nicely yeah yeah. And as you say, it's a case of like people will come to an area and be like, oh, but three places we can mm. go. And yeah, go. and great for new residents for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you've already touched on like how it's set up, and so 
But just to go into a bit more detail on that, I feel yeah. so quite hard. Yeah, yeah, of course. So you mentioned your partner started brewing, I guess, who home Yeah, so, so, and and, yeah. so this building used to be a Thai restaurant and various other things. Yeah, so that's right. Um, can you go into more? T- I, I guess I'm really curious. At what point did you be like, oh, you know what? Let's set up a fucking brewery yeah. slash pub. So we, as I say, we'd moved here about two years before we kind of really got serious about doing this business plan and, and approaching the Lecture Heritage Foundation, who are the commercial landlords. Okay. Um, this biz- this premises had been empty for about a year. Yeah. We known it in the early days of us living here as residents as a greasy spoon. Um, and we'd visited for like, you I know, a hungover bacon sandwich yeah, type of thing. It's so big though. I can't imagine. Yeah, well, I mean, the kitchen, sh- when we moved in, the kitchen, which is kind of just behind where you're sitting yeah. in, the, in the kind of secondary part of the, the business, um, the premises, um, was obviously a kitchen that was, was used for that. We tore all that out and we put in a very basic brewery, which in actual fact was their Grundy tanks. So yeah, what no, would, have, would have existed yeah, in yeah. old pub to actually keep the beer in. Um, and a small brewery, we are, we are still very small. Um, but yeah, we, as I say, we, we were aware that there were several empty units, the rents were not ridiculous, that it was something we could probably try because my husband, um, he uh, is still working, he's, he's got a, you know, a, a, another job, wow, uh, which really? a lot of people kind of forget. Um, which is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was, like I said, I was kind of, I'd been working in London for many years and I was kind of going freelance with what I did. Found that wasn't really enough for me because I'm quite a people person, didn't really want to be sat by myself all day doing stuff. I was doing illustration and, and design and stuff like that. And um, I kind of thought, let's just try this thing. Let's just throw ourselves into creating this business. You know, at that point we didn't have a dog, we didn't have a baby. So it was a little bit easier to do that and stay up till two in the morning every day doing all this research and God knows what else. Um, but yeah, we approached our, our landlords um, who they had a kind of open surgery for ideas for businesses. They obviously wanted to grow the town and for it to become you know, more of a vibrant, lively place. And we took our proposal to them and they were keen. So we expanded on that and got a conversation with them about this place. Um, yeah, and I have to say they've been brilliant landlords, really, really supportive um, throughout lockdown too. Um, so yeah, it kind of all grew from there. And the thing is, I'm quite a doer. Once I get an idea in my head, I'm like, we're going to do this. Yeah. And I think that stood us in good stead. Uh, I had to convince my husband a bit, but it's so much a partnership. Like, even now I think about it, I think, hmm, who was the most important? <laughs> and it's like, Nick, Nick is a real doer and he's brilliant. He's so practical and everything else. But it's like, I am the steamroller. People have called me that in the past. I am a bit of a steamroller. So, and I'll take it's that. a wrestler's name. I will if take that. Yeah, yeah. I will the take that. <laughs> and I, th- I just think, actually, like I say, the timing was right for us, but we have a good, t- combined as a, as, a, as a couple, as a couple of people, let alone a kind of married couple, we have a good set of skills which just together just works, I, I think, for a business. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Be brilliant at everything and the things yeah, only it, work if you meet. It does, it does work, it's a real balance, yeah. But obviously we, we ourselves have had an interesting journey being parents and being a married couple whilst having this very intense business. Yeah. And you know, that's a whole other kind of interesting topic, I guess. But we do work quite well together. You know, a lot of our conversation revolves around the business, which can be very boring. But we do talk about beer a lot and we also go to other pubs and drink beer a lot. And, yeah, yeah. You know. sounds fun. So it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, it's good. Fantastic. Um, so I'm just going to take a step back. Actually, you touched on COVID a minute ago. Mm. So COVID was a weird thing for pubs in general. And I'm going to bring yourself into it in a minute as well because I think for me, um, getting fresh beer became really exciting mm. during COVID. Yeah, true. Yeah. And I yeah. got I think yourselves, um, Crafties, and um, the 
beer shop in Hitchin mm. were like my go-tos doing like cans yeah, yeah, milk cartons yeah. of, uh, of stuff to get sent over. D- Ted, did you uh, did you doubt do the same? Oh, absolutely. Um, in fact, we, we were talking about this earlier. Is um, and Holly had forgotten because uh, uh, during most of the lockdowns um, they were actually doing home deliveries. But before they were doing home deliveries, uh, they were doing pickups, and you'd literally come down here on the evenings they were open. Those yeah, for an hour windows, or two, hour or two, come to the pickups, yeah. and there would be socially distanced queues. But socially distanced queues going to the next street over. Oh wow! Of people queuing up to yeah, get their takeout. Yeah, I think we were out. surprised by yeah. how much people wanted beer. <laughs> Who knew during that? Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah I am surprised, but I guess. <laughs> and, and, Part, yeah, um, part of it, yeah, people really, yeah. We had nothing else to do but sit at home and drink. <laughs> but also, it's like this, over the, over, the, over the several years that this place has built up, it's built, it's built a community. Um, and yeah, yeah I, I, and I would never ever underestimate that. Um, yeah. like, um, if, if Holly is ever in, you know, if Holly's ever in need of stuff, all she has to do is to reach out to the, to yeah. the, the community of regulars here, yeah, so and someone will come through and go, "I can do that," or "I know someone who does yeah, that." Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. that's what's been su- such a, such a rewarding part of owning this business has been the fact that we we have tapped into the community, and we have we have kind of owned a community around us, definitely. Yeah. But even in the early days when we were, um, you know, build, literally building the place, you know, building benches, you know. Ripping out stuff, doing all because we did it all ourselves. You know, we built the bar ourselves. We did we did everything ourselves, and it was like you know, call out before we even had opened or really got the kind of team of regulars. Has anyone got a sander we can use? Anyone got a projector we can use for this? And people came to our aid, you know, and that's what's such so amazing about a small town. Well, it's not even a small town, but about you know about a community. Just like a community of a pub, yeah. yeah, yeah. A, a community that values a pub. Yeah. Values somewhere that you can go and drink and have a chat with your mates and and just you know just be part of something. I think that's what's so nice about it, you know. It's very fucking cool. And on that note, we will take a break in a minute. But I want to point out that so, as listeners know, we uh, usually ask one of the guests to bring a beer or a drink. <laughs> it's always. It's more often a beer. I think we had wine once, we had, we had gin once. I almost did an Aperol, but I thought that wouldn't get out well. <laughs> and it's open to whoever's the guest is, it's your choice of drink. But we are, um, so, well, Ted, what, what have you, Ted, pick this beer, what, what are you drinking? Uh, it's my current favourite yeah. um, of one of the ones they brew here, and it's the uh, Session Benigma. So I think it's the... Second or third time it's been brewed. Yeah. Because uh, being a small brewery, it's yeah they don't really have the buying power to yeah. that a large brewery would have. So um, it can it's a constantly revolving uh, a constantly revolving door of beers that are here. But yeah, I, this is one that um, Ben, one of the current brewers, came up with Enigma using Enigma hops. So see what they did. We, like, we yeah. like to do a play on Ben's name a lot here, yeah. 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 and also yeah. very little time to come up with more <laughs> exciting copy. <laughs> Generally, like, all right, we need a name for this. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. Ben, so, brilliant. Yeah, Dad, we, we so. really ran out of puns in like early days. So yeah. It's, is, um, um, what is it about this beer that you like? Um, um, this and I mean, this is it, what I like about this beer is what I like about most of the beers they brew here is they're massively full of flavour, um, like ridiculously so. Anyone who doesn't regularly drink at brew pubs um, 
needs to come here and try their their brews because the level of flavour is just mind blowing. Um, but it's also really nicely balanced. Um, so it's yeah, you've got it labelled as a session pale, but at, at four point one, it might be a bit strong to be called session. Oh, that's, another, that's, a whole, another, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> we, have done, we have done the conversation of what yeah. is a session, what is a table, and yeah. what is a regular beer. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. It's crept up over history, basically. But it is, yeah, yeah it, it, it's definitely one. It's definitely one you can spend an evening drinking a lot easier than you can know, like. Uh, I think you had the Mosu earlier, yes, which is which is 5.1 percent, and yeah, you'd, no, you'd notice the difference drinking that for an entire evening. <laughs> Amazing. So, well, what I will say, um, again, based on the listeners that we, I guess, assume we might have, if you're London-based, this is on the Thames link. It's literally just outside the fucking train station. I highly recommend getting an early train to Cambridge and then working your way back. Oh, excellent idea. Yeah. Um, via Letchworth, yeah. via Hitchin, uh, via Finsbury Park. Oh, and Barbara, I just jumped straight into King's <laughs> Cross. Uh, but yeah, absolutely, this place is amazing. It is a four minute walk away from the station. Um, we're going to take a short break and I'll put a word in for our sponsors and then we'll be back. want to hear some stories about the place. We're going to hear about both Holly and Ted's first alcoholic drink <laughs> uh, and what that ensued. <laughs> I'm just going to do a special uh, advert, if you will. Um, so these podcasts, the next four, are going to be sponsored by Camera. Campaign for Real Aim, Ale, um, set up by North Hearts Camera. Well, not this particular set of podcasts is set up by North Hearts Camera, but I really recommend that you look into your local camera, especially if you are moving places, want to meet people. It's a fantastic way of just catching up with people and chatting about beer, and honestly, also a really good way of having intergenerational conversations. Beer and alcohol. <laughs> It's one of those things that it brings everyone together, I think. Uh, and it's also obviously important to do it reasonably and fairly and not get fucking smashed. But it's absolutely important that you check out your local camera, join them, it's really cheap. And they do loads of fun social events and just places to hang out. And I think after COVID, we really need people to hang out with and make the effort to chat and meet new people. Um, so yeah, check out your local camera um, and get involved. They have a young camera members set up as well. Um, they have they have them set up all over the UK. Um, if you are, for some reason, uh, I guess for some reason, understandably maybe conscious about age. Um, I'm not. I think it's fun talking, uh, learning about different experiences. They might not, you might not always agree, but you learn and engage. It's fine. Everyone learns. So go do it. Go get involved in camera and um, celebrate the community that it is. Welcome back. Um, Ted, Holly, it's been fantastic so far. So. Obviously, this place has history. You've been, you've both been coming here for a long time. Um, have you got any stories about this pub that you think are worth telling? Anything oh fun, silly, tragic, sad, too amazing, many. happy? Too many. I mean, every 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 day is it's such a cliche, but every day is a different story, really, in pub world. But um, you know, 
it's a challenge running a business like this. And when there are challenges, I often think of one moment. And I honestly, I'm honestly going to cry now. We, we had a lovely regular who sadly passed away about two or three years ago. And it was probably about a year into us being open. And we'd already established ourselves as somewhere that I think you know was quite popular. And we had regulars coming and we built up this kind of community quite quickly, which was really lovely and quite unexpected because we didn't know how it was going to go when we opened. Yeah, of course. And we started doing these kind of outdoor music events in the summer and at Christmas and stuff like that. And we've, we've now grown that to sort of monthly live music nights and stuff like that. But at the time, we only did a few in the summer. And it was kind of like every time we did one of these events and, you know, God willing, the, the weather was good and stuff. And it was, it, you know, we'd have this incredible atmosphere outside and we'd look outside and we'd see all these people. And we'd just be kind of slightly mind blown that, that these people were all outside our pub. And this one guy, uh, whose name was Phil, the guy who, who passed away a few years ago, he, he was a regular with us and he used to come pretty much every day. You remember Phil? I remember Phil. And um, he looked around. I was outside with him. He was a lovely, lovely guy. He, he was standing with me outside that door just, just next to where we are and he looked around at everyone and there was some music playing and there were people all over the place having a great time, kids running about, whatever and he said, he said, you did this. <laughs> and I'm honestly, <laughs> and I think about that moment because I think, God, yeah, and I sort of looked away at the car park and sort of like gulped, but you know, I think that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, we did. That's yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. And that's pretty cool, and that was, you know, that was a big event, I can't even remember what the event was, but it was like, <laughs> it was a big music event that we'd done, and it was probably maybe a cider festival or, or something in the early days that was one of our biggest days, and we were like, yeah, yeah like I say, astounded that all these people had come down. And, you know, we've had loads of other crazy stories beside, but that stays with me because that was an understated thing that he just said from the heart, and it just really spoke to me, I just thought, yeah, God. Anyway, now Ted has to tell some ridiculous oh, okay. story instead. <laughs> I, have um, another, I have another good one as well, but we'll come back. No, to we, we, we'll buy time. I, I'm going to ask about the Jubilee. I've heard that was a thing in a minute. Yeah, but Ted, sure. Sure. Uh, what's oh, your like, main, main memory, I guess, of, of this So place? many, so many. Recent one, a recent one was great. We had a surprise birthday party for a long-term member of staff. Yeah. Down here. Uh, and I, I play in the house band, and we, we, we came and... Um, uh, we came and set up and played, and somehow we all managed to actually keep it for a, a secret from her, and that was just that was quite, such yeah. an amazing night. And yeah, who's the memory star? Uh, Charlotte. Yeah, so, so, so Charlotte is probably our longest yeah. member of staff. So she was my next door neighbour up until a couple of years ago. <laughs> wow. And she she is a professional photographer. She used to work for big magazines doing portrait photography got one of those stages in her career where she had a kid and was kind of like, what do I do now? I'm kind of out of it, don't really want to go back into London and work and all that stuff. And I said, come and work in our bar, we're opening this bar up. You know, you're great with people, come and open it. And six and a half years later, she is still here on a Thursday and a Friday and she has her regulars, they know her, everyone knows her, you know, and she is one of our biggest supporters, our biggest advocates, and it was her birthday. And uh, yeah, her husband organised it with me and kind of kept it a secret. But yeah, Ted was playing in the band and Ted <laughs> just reminded me that I single-handedly started a mosh pit with just two other people. Yep. What <laughs> uh, it was common people, wasn't it? It was in, because these guys, they yeah. play all kinds of genres, but they do a great yeah. thing. Yeah. And I was just like, come on guys, come on, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine Jarvis Cocker. There was me and a guy about your kind of build and then a much taller guy and I just kind of I was like right let's get in there bashed into the nearest person it was hilarious yeah, it was quite funny, absolutely but, um, hilarious and that's very typical yeah yeah and the, the other memory that I have I don't know do you want me to say the, one, the other one 
we've been very, very lucky with all of our birthday parties. Do you like Jubilee? Uh, no, no. I can't talk about Jubilee. Can we talk oh, about no, we'll come back to that in a minute. No, it's good. Well, it, it's have. quite a short, a short one, but well, our birthday is in June. Uh, we opened in June, and like I say, every year we do a kind of birthday parties. We have live music, we have some yeah. sort of food, nice. you know, Amazing. you can imagine. Yeah. And the second year, because uh, obviously we missed one or two, lockdown one. Um, but the second year, um, we... We have, um, as a kind of aside to, to kind of parallel with the story, we have one of our biggest group of supporters, the local Morris men. So they, they came out in force on the first day that we opened, and I've got a beautiful photograph of them all in their sort of livery, very colourful, obviously lots of flowers, sitting outside with their tankards, because obviously they love their, their beer. And it just so happened that on our second birthday, it was the Morris Day of Dolls. Oh, okay. And I don't know if you know quite what that means, and I'm sure my explanation not. will not be kind of technically correct. But it's basically where um, a lot of Morris sides, as I've been told they're called, so they're not teams and they're not whatever else, they're Morris sides from different places all over the region, so Cambridgeshire okay. and Cambridgeshire. Okay. They come together and they, they kind of do dance-offs and they kind of, so they kind of play, you know. Sorry, I've just got this yeah, image of uh, Morris dancers with cardboard cows on the floor doing breakdowns. <laughs> well, I mean, one day, one day that will be exactly the same. We can all dream. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just so funny and you could not have scripted it because I was standing outside, it was about three o'clock, so we were kind of at our peak day of, you know, in, in, on this sort of second birthday day on a Saturday in June. And suddenly this kind of parade, it was like a kind of carnival jingle, 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 of Morris teams. They came down the wind and for anyone that obviously doesn't know where we are, we're on this small pedestrian street called The Wind. It's about in total, I don't know, 150, 200 metres long. And they came down the end from Lays Avenue, which is one of the main streets in Nashville. And there was this team called the Morris, they were called the Clog, I think they were called the Clog Dancers or something. And they were one of the only Morris sides that had women, were allowed women at that time. Now more Morris sides have allowed women. And they all came down with their pulled up socks and their bells and their clogs on. And they came and they were dancing all the way down the wind with about two or three other Morris sides behind them. It was like, I can't pay for this. <laughs> here they have just arrived at like the peak time and here was the entertainment, you know. And it, it was, I just thought, God, what is this like the universe? <laughs> it's just a life. And all the drinkers were like, what is going on here? And that's what you want. You want something that's a bit different, you know, it's not, you know, We've, got, we've had lots of brilliant, like, yeah. but I was like, this is just, and it's very typical, it's like, I love that eccentricity of Letchworth as well, um, we, we just really love that and embrace it, so it was just, in a uh, nutshell, absolutely uh, perfect. So, as, sorry. what I will say is, this is, as, as I, I mentioned at the start of my rant, is, um, before you both join me, this is the first of four podcasts uh, in pubs in North Oh, ah, nice. So it's exciting to, I think it's really exciting for me to be, I don't know, we've done podcasts, in Athens, in Yorkshire, uh, but it's nice to do four, I think it'll give a nice picture and an image of the area, um, so I'm interested, I'll be interested to hear about the different random stories of whether or not they have. Oh, Morris sure Dancers coming yeah. down the streets. Yeah. Um, well, that's quite a lot you're talking to. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, I mean, um, there's so many, so many stories. So we, we touched on this in the break uh, about the Jubilee. Yeah. Um, so as I was touching on earlier, we're talking about stories about Garden City Brewery. Uh, we are lucky to be joined by bar staff Alison. Um, who I didn't touch on it. Alison, thank you so much for welcoming me to this pub. Oh, yeah, you were amazing. Oh, thank you. And... Um, I want to touch on the Jubilee party that I heard things about. 
Um, what, what, what listeners don't know is that we're recording this as I came here. Um, we've had news that the Queen has died. So it's a very weird situation to be in, in that we... Um, I didn't plan that. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't part of my podcast. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, that would be too good publicity. Um, so yeah, you but you did something Jubilee as a team. And I heard, Alison, you worked there. So do you remember the Jubilee party? I do. It was yeah. extremely busy. Uh, we, I, I remember wearing a, a navy blue dress with white polka dots. Nice. Yeah, and a bit of red. <laughs> Sunday of the Jubilee weekend, and there have been lots of stuff going on in town. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah Lecture kind, right? kind of went all out, um, but Sunday was the day that had the lousy weather. So I think you guys were a bit unsure. It's like you were worried you'd overstaffed for the well, day. We, we, we never show on these big days, you know. 
I, I'm famous for saying, I don't think it'll be that busy today, guys. And then, like, six, seven hours later, we're all on the floor, which is a nice pushing to um, but on that day, yeah, it's been really rainy and again, we all come together here on the street, the businesses, we've got all the gazebos out, we've got some gazebos from the sort of town centre management people. And, and also, I, I, I had, with some friends, I was running um, some workshops next door in our other little premises we've got, which is like a little event space, which we do all kinds of stuff in. Uh, we were running workshops with kids, sort of making bunting crowns, all kinds of fun stuff like that. For your pub? For, no, for, for the community, actually, for the decoration of the pub, exactly. But it was all kind of, you know, that kind of vibe, and we had little kids waiting for flags, and the bakehouse had got a big cut out, the, you know, cardboard cut out, the crew were doing selfies with her. And, and people were dozy doing in the rain, weren't they, to give us live music? And the children were writing and colouring in the, the bunting, weren't they? They were, they, they were. Imaginative they were. bunting. Yeah, they were kind of making the bunting and it was just a great atmosphere. Yeah, we had we had this one of these bands who we come we have uh, play a lot for us there. They're described as a punk folk band, which we thought, not sure if that's fitting for the Jubilee, but we'll go with it. And they were they would play with a double bass and they were all these people dozy doing in the kind of um, Union Jack bowler hats, weren't they? And uh, it was it was great. It was very British, it was very yeah. Yeah, it was very England in the rain. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm glad we managed to do that. And I've got I've got some photos in front of me of the last few years and I've got one of our main brewer Ben covered in Union Jack Bunting with our um, pint of our sovereign beer which we brewed for Okay, I'm going to let Alison get back to work because, thank Alison, thank you so much for joining us. So I'm glad you enjoyed my welcoming. <laughs> oh, you were absolutely fabulous. Alison's quite the hostess, aren't you? I can be. <laughs> In more ways than That's one. That's the truth, Alison. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Alison. It's a great time. Um, so... What a fucking absolute gem. Alison's absolutely lovely. Uh, um, so, my favourite part of this entire podcast has always been uh, asking people what their first drink they bought at a pub was. So, I don't know. Do I think we're going chronological order, right? So, it's got to be Ted first. <laughs> uh, I think mine's quite boring. Mine was. Uh, well, I don't know. It wouldn't count as wouldn't count as a as a pub, but it is probably a Newcastle Brown Ale at the Indie Disco. Oh, that'll work. Oh, the Indie Disco was yeah. this in uh, Wellin or no? Uh, that would be in Hatfield. So I'm aware of Hatfield. I worked at the corner used and lived there and said it was a shit hole. Yeah. <laughs> no offence, Hatfield. Uh, Just lost a whole swathe of listeners there. Come on. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Hatfield listeners, please invite me and I will come to a pub. I, I, I'm very keen. It, it, definitely, it definitely was, but at least they had something going on. Yeah, and so, yeah. this in Hatfield, that's incredible. I'd be up for that now, to be honest. Do you, they still do, you remember what, do you remember what song you were listening to when you uh, drank this new Castle Brown? It would probably have been like 
Yeah, 15, 16. We I mean, I do say this. I, I always remember um, when the first Weather Spoons in Muswell Hill opened, wow. the end of North London. Yeah. Um, and I remember going there to the second night, not the opening, the second night. Wow. And fair play to the staff who were young, they were fucking challenging everyone. Wow. There were plenty of people being arsehole. Oh, fucking, I'm fucking, I'm 18, mate. I'm definitely 18, mate. I'm definitely 18. <laughs> yeah, Do you have any idea? What year was that? That would have been a, that would have been a bit more than I imagine. That was I want to say 15. Yeah, okay. I don't know, so I just want to make, I'm, I'm balancing my uh, <laughs> ease of getting served in Weatherspoons. Yeah, yeah. I got served in Weatherspoons easily when I was 15. But you don't all the time. You don't. I, you, don't I, and you certainly don't get it now. I, yeah, I, I think I, I, can, I can definitely tell this story because the pub has long since shut down. But the pub, I, the pub I started drinking in when I was when I was about 14, 15 as well. Uh, where, uh, the, we had a deal with the landlord in that uh, he he wouldn't he would not ask he would not ask as long as we didn't make asses out of ourselves. And we didn't celebrate our 18th birthdays in his pub. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Licensing laws have quite rightly changed a lot since then. I also must point out that I do, do not go near vodka now. <laughs> Neither do any of my friends. I mean, to order a triple vodka is just a bit stupid. I mean, does that, do, do you even get that? Do, do we, I mean, we, we don't serve triples here. I don't know if any bars do. No! Exactly. Um, I don't think we even do anymore. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I am well known for having vodka and crying and getting very emotional. So, yes, vodka's not allowed, and I don't like it. <laughs> I much prefer a pint of real ale. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to move on towards the end of our show. This is a... Definitely one of the longer ones, but I believe it's incredibly engaging. Um, so we hope. <laughs> so I do. So one of the things I like to ask, obviously, we come to pubs. Favorite pub that isn't this one. Um, good question. So um, my family all from Yorkshire originally. So yeah. pretty much every school holiday I spent up in Yorkshire. 
Um, so carted from one sort of fantastic roaring log fire kind of pub to another. So uh, probably my favourite pub, and uh, one that I have um, introduced my husband to and is now one of his favourite pubs, is a place called the Craven Arms in a little village which is spelt Apple Tree Wick, but I think it's pronounced Aptrick, um, and it's in the Yorkshire Dales, and it is just the most atmospheric little pub um, in the middle of this gorgeous village, and they have a crock barn at the back which they actually kind of rebuilt, I think, with the kind of community about 10 years ago, they do events in there. But it's just the most atmospheric, historical little pub, beautiful artefacts, gorgeous local beer, Yorkshire puddings, gravy,
you know, with the t- we obviously talked about it a bit earlier, but with the takeaways and deliveries and stuff, um, it was it was amazing. Everyone wanted to su- you know support. Everyone wanted to drink beer. It did, um, and it was great. And I mean, it's it's interesting because kind of coming out the other side of that. Obviously, we've always been aware of the environmental impact of like the plastics and stuff like that. And we don't want to be doing that. So we're actually going to be bringing some sort of branded growlers in for sort of Christmas this year. And we obviously encourage people to bring back their own vessels for yeah. takeaways and stuff. Are you still doing takeaways? Um, yeah, we still. And that that's you know that's another really interesting kind of business point that came out of lockdown is that our takeaway business has grown I don't know about four yeah, five hundred percent. It's so yeah. weird. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Although you did always do takeaways from the start. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we did the bar hoppers. Yeah, yeah. Which but the, I mean we never really embraced you know doing it properly. We had these cardboard beer hoppers which were brilliant. Uh, they were okay. They got your beer home, but it didn't keep it particularly fresh. And because it wasn't something that we we're concentrating on, and now it's like check, our games our games changed completely on that. And uh, it's great. We get people coming in. You know, one guy brings back the same litre bottles he's had for about two years. They've got scribbled names all over them, oh, and it's just fantastic. So cool. yeah. You're like, brilliant. I want everyone to do that. You know. So that's one of the photos. And yeah. the other one is um, we run a lot of live events here, so we do a monthly quiz. It's an art pub quiz. So it's a bit it's a bit different. It's a bit crazy. It's good fun. Um, and we do a live music night, which. Ted's involved with because he plays with the house band. They're called Brewery Sessions. Nice. Um, yeah, he's got, got some merch here. Got me a big, the branded cap. I've managed well, yeah. to trash the hat in about three months. Uh, I think mine's got some wee on for my four-year-old, so yeah, it smells great. But um, yeah, we've got, got that to come. We've got that to come. But um, this, I have a photo in front of me, which actually is, is probably my all-time favourite photo, which sums up this place because it's got an old barman of ours who was an actor. He used to do a round called Kazookalele, where he used to play the kazoo and the ukulele, uh, and he had to guess obviously what the, the tune was. And actually, uh, our current one of our current guys, Tom, who, who heads up all our live music, he does a brilliant round in our quiz called um, One Song to the Tune of Another, which you probably know from Sorry I Haven't Got a Clue and stuff on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. And he does that. We have a live music round. It's really good fun. How hard um, is it to play the kazoo though? Well, but he played the, the ukulele at the same time. As the kazoo. So the kazoo, the kazoos are. Pain, are pain. Oh, I thought you were being sarcastic. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I was not controversial. I, I am a musician. I know the kazoo is not. I know a kazoo is I'm not. I'm glad you said that. I Everyone picks up a kazoo, it. thinking, "Oh, I'll just blow into it." So glad you said that. Now he was good. He was able to sing quite well to play the kazoo. Yeah. He was good at this. No, I'm really glad you said that because absolutely, it's quite difficult. It's quite difficult to play. And this photo is just—it's one of him playing the the kazoo. And Char- this is Charlotte I was talking about earlier, uh, who my next door neighbour, who we did the surprise party for. She is just kind of emotionally enraptured looking at him playing this kazoo. Yeah, uh, she got, really is. We've got an old, an old geezer who comes in every night who, who was kind of looking at us like, he's coming for his pint of banjax, which is one of our, our porters, and he's looking at, thinking, what the hell's going on? We've got Ted with his girlfriend at the time, they were just at the bar, both looking like... She's happy to be in the photo, he's just cracking up. And it just yeah, kind of, for me, it just sums <laughs> it up. I just, I look at that and I just think that is... <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that was his rendition of Sweet Child of Mine. No, you know what it was? It was Blade Runner. Oh God. It was Blade Runner. That's what it was. How do you play Blade Runner? What, what's, yes. the, what's the On person the who Blade Runner? What's the, what's the band or whatever? What they call uh, Vangelis. Vangelis. Yes. He was doing Vangelis. That's who yes. it was. That's who it was. I mean, you're not t- gonna talk about this one, but you, there is a photo <laughs> here that I want to know what's going on. Oh, this one. I was just number six. I thought it was a giant sausage. No. <laughs> oh, no, that's hot dogs. It's our Danish hot dogs stand that we do. So yeah, that is because my husband's half Danish, that's my husband in the background, the tall guy. And that's a lovely lady, Maggie. Well, the, the tall guy is the Danish guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, no surprise. The tall guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
that tall guy on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not I, 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 lived, I lived in Neverland not six months. <laughs> okay, amazing. No, oh, I, I, you're making me want. Like I, like I said earlier, I, uh, I, I was advocating for Letchworth. We're not that far away, you can just come and see. No, uh, I think I love the idea of the arty and so you do the arty quiz is very much like you don't have to be an expert in art. It's an arty issue, it's, it's a joke. It's more about like it's more like we have drama rounds, we have creative rounds, yeah. you know, silly things. Exactly. Amazing. So so excited. Okay, right. Are you ready for your own I think so, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on a diet cake now, so I think I've started brain with an easy one, I think. Um, so, and uh, feel free to just shout the answer. It's like quick fire. Yeah, okay. It doesn't need to be quick fire, but <laughs> just shout. Okay, so when did uh, Garden City Brewery commence brewing? Oh, commence brewing? Well, we'd have had to, that would have to have been uh, April, no, April, May, it would have been May, May what 2016. Year? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, well done. Okay. When is your upcoming cider and cheese event? 24th and 25th of September. Correct. <laughs> well done, good start. <laughs> regional, regional camera cider pub of... Uh, oh, not year. this year, but oh, usually, usually we are. Yeah, controversial. No, usually we are, cider, cider pub of the year, yeah. And we've won, won the regional one quite a few years running as well, yeah. We have a lot of cider, yeah. Okay, two harder questions now. Who kicked off your cider festival in 2021? Who kicked it off? Like the music? Yeah. Oh, Take a moment. Is it Steve Warner? Is that a final answer? Oh, I can't remember that. Good question. I'm going to say Steve Warner. Fucking incredibly good. <laughs> yes. Kicks off the music of the day with two thirds with folky vibes. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of cider and scotch eggs. Was the uh, follow-up to that to Steve Warner's line? Um, okay, and then last question. I oh, actually know there's two questions. Sorry, last two questions. Okay, when did you start bringing people back inside after the last lockdown? Oh, I'm happy for a month. Inside or inside? Inside. Okay, because we're allowed to sit outside for a while. There's a post I took this from on Instagram that was like, that's you guys saying we're finally allowed to I think it was August because the 4th of July was Independence Day and we couldn't, we decided not to do July. So I think it was August 2020. So you might tell me I'm wrong, but I've got 19th of May 2021 where you were like, we're all good inside now. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I stand corrected. Six I stand corrected by my historical yeah. self. Yeah, yeah. With the lovely perfect screens that Nick oh, likes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is all about it. Okay, last question. <laughs> you you have a, a fantastic Instagram profile, but you often do uh, Instagram posts that are just words. What is the colour of the background? Well, it's a dark green, but it's not our brand of Pantone, because Facebook does not have it. <laughs> you, you, you are absolutely correct. It is a dark green. Yeah, yeah. Why, why? say that again? Why is it? <laughs> We're a dark green kind of business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not your profit, it's not your... No, it's just that cheap thing that Facebook lets you do when you're, when you're kind of, you're running around trying to get some samosas and sausage rolls and your four-year-old screaming at you. I'll just do a quick update of 
opening today or not, and Facebook allows me to do that in about Brilliant. three minutes. In all fairness, you smashed that quiz. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I'm glad. I so still got some message of praise. So okay, we are actually getting to the end of this podcast now. Believe it or not, ten minutes, ten years later. Um, Ollie, I, I come to you. Um, is there anything you'd like to say and share and promote about this place? Oh, no, I mean, yeah, I, I just think, you know, we've, we've, we've had a really good summer. We've had a really good summer. Um, great weather, great events, busy. I guess, you know, like, like myself, like every, every business owner, not just a business owner, slightly worried about the winter to come. You know, we've got a lot of very high bills and, you know, there's a squeeze on everyone's, everyone's kind of spending money. Um, I think people always want to come down the pub, they always want to have a drink, they always want to talk, they always want to chat, they always want to be out and about and seeing their mates. So I hope that ourselves, obviously, in pubs like us, we'll, we'll see through these next sort of difficult few years. But I think, you know, I want to kind of, you know, shout out to local businesses that, you know, well, the people that can support local businesses that, you know, please do go down to your locals because, you know, times, times aren't easy for businesses like us. Um, so we've had, like I say, we've had a great year, and I hope that that can continue into next year. Uh, we have got uh, quite a lot of exciting events coming up. You mentioned the Cider Festival 24th, 25th of September, Cider and Cheese Festival this year. We're going to be doing a Plowman's Pick and Mix, which I'm very excited about. Oh, um, sounds amazing. Yes. Yeah, well, I, so, I'm away there. Oh, for God's sake. That's all right. I'm in Narva for the Oh, fantastic. Well, if you see any good cheeses for next year... Let me know. We've also got quite a good event going on at the end of the month, which is a cake and beer night. But it's the same day as Macmillan cake, um, what do you call it, coffee morning, uh, which we used to kind of do something in the morning, and then I just thought, sod it, you know, we used to have cake left over, people would come in the evening, finish the cake, have a beer. I thought, let's make a cake and beer night, let's do it properly. So we're going to do that. Um, and then just lots of stuff going on towards Christmas, really. And we've got this ah, menu next door. Don't say that word. No, it's sorry. too early. No, no, we've got quite a lot going on, but um, yeah, it's, it should be a good few months. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Like I said, uh, do the Cambridge to London pub via a train. Yeah. Ted, any final words? Just echo what Holly said. It's, it's tough times ahead. If you can afford to drink, please drink at your local pub. <laughs> That's a great, yeah. If you can if afford to drink, drink Go to yeah, 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 yeah. That's brilliant, yeah. Definitely. Look after yourselves, be kind to everyone, and yeah, explore the local vicinity. I think, if nothing else, that this podcast shows is that the, there are fantastic human beings and beer and pubs in your local area.